3: Podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The
4: 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans, and yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates, young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from the Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my tenth election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening.
5: This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN the sports betting network. I'm Scott Seidenberg, we all on here, The Look Ahead here on v the sports betting network. And we turn our attention to college football, where a new candidate has emerged for the Heisman Trophy. And right now, you can find this candidate not amongst your top three, four, five favorites, but further down the list. At plus 4,000 is where you can get this player. This player, so far, through the uh, first five weeks or so of the college football season, uh, his team is 4-1, and one, Okay. Last week, he threw for 389 yards and four touchdowns. He has thrown 15 touchdown passes in his last three games. That sets a school record, breaking a mark of 13 that was set in 1981 by one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. This player has thrown at least four touchdown passes in three straight games. That's the longest streak of any quarterback in their conference since a Super Bowl-winning quarterback did it. This quarterback ranks in the top five in the nation in seven different statistical categories. Passing yards per game, 346.2. Pass efficiency. Passing yards, 1,731 passing touchdowns, 19, total offense of 374.6 yards per game, total QBR, and total touchdowns responsible for, which would be 21, and this quarterback only has one interception thrown. Yet this player is at plus 4,000 right now, you are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11th favorite to win the Heisman Trophy. This quarterback is Kenny Pickett of Pittsburgh. Pickett returned to, to uh, school, and he has now led an offense that has scored more than 40 points in five straight games. Kenny Pickett is off to a ridiculous start for Pitt. And Pitt is off to a great start. They beat up on UMass 51-7. They beat Tennessee 44-34. A bad loss to Western Michigan 44-41. Then they destroyed New Hampshire 77-7. And then they just beat Georgia Tech on the road 52-21. They head into their bye week at 4-1. First place in the ACC Coastal Division. And according to ESPN's FPI, they are the favorites to win the, SEC, the ACC. According to the futures right now on DraftKings, they are the second favorite to win the ACC. And it's pretty high odds at plus 550 compared to Clemson at plus 130. Taking a look at the current ACC standings, though, Clemson, at 2-1 in the conference, is third place in the Atlantic, behind 3-0 Wake Forest, who's 5-0 on the year, 1-0 NC State, who's 4-1 on the year, and then Clemson at 2-1, 3-2 overall. Over in the coastal, Pittsburgh is 1-0, 4-1 overall, Virginia Tech is one and 3 and one overall, and Virginia Tech plays against Notre Dame this week, uh, this weekend. But then Notre, but then uh, Pitt and Va Tech will do battle the following week. I'm telling you right now, I'm going to be on Pitt in that game as an underdog on the road at Virginia Tech, and that game will decide who represents the Coastal uh, North Carolina, two and two in conference. Three and two overall. They've been very disappointing. Uh, I like this the way that this pit team is playing. And Kenny Pickett right now at plus four thousand. Hard to argue. Uh, guys that have better numbers than Kenny Pickett. So a, a new favor, a new candidate has emerged here in the Heisman race. Not necessarily a favorite though. He is plus four thousand. Plus four thousand. Uh, Let's take a look now at some other college football futures to win the American title. No surprise. Cincinnati is your favorite at minus 350. To win the Pac-12, Arizona State is the favorite at plus 175. Oregon is your second favorite at plus 180. Tough loss for Oregon this past weekend, losing... To Stanford. Um, it it eliminates the Pac-12 from the college football playoff discussion. I don't think a Pac-12 team is getting in. Uh, overall, I mean, you do have um, Arizona State as 3-0. and Is Arizona State going to run the table and win the Pac-12 and be an undefeated Pac-12 champ? Well, they have Stanford, Utah, Washington State, USC, Washington, Oregon State, and Arizona the remaining uh, schedule. I don't see it happening. If it does, I still don't see them getting in because their schedule is not that great. They're uh, out of conference win. Uh, oh, Arizona State lost, excuse me, to BYU. So they're, they, they're not going undefeated anyway. I'm looking at, excuse me, I'm looking at conference uh, win and loss record where they are undefeated. But they are 4-1 and one overall. So, uh, the Pac-12 is out of the college football playoff conversation, um, but Arizona State here they look like they could represent the South. Uh, UCLA is one and one. Utah is one and zero, oh, and um, certainly representing the North is up for grabs. Oregon State is two and zero. Oh, Stanford two and one, and then a bunch of one and one teams. So that is where the odds sit right now in the Pac-12. Arizona State plus one seventy five followed by Oregon at plus 180. In the ACC, as we mentioned, Clemson plus 130, Pittsburgh plus 550, Wake Forest plus 650. Do like the odds on Wake Forest plus 650 there. The Big 12 title, Oklahoma minus 160, Texas at plus 250. Those two teams will match up this weekend, and uh, it could be a preview of what we see in the Big 12 title game. Oklahoma State is plus 850, Iowa State plus 1,000. The SEC title game, Alabama minus 135, Georgia plus 100. I love this because I have Georgia as a plus 260 to win the SEC, and right now they're plus 100, so that uh, certainly looks good. I think that it's going to be Alabama and Georgia in the SEC title game, so I don't think it's worth uh, looking at anybody else's odds. Uh, and that's about it for the um currently the futures for the conferences, to make the playoffs. Um, Ohio State, this is interesting, Ohio State at no now has dropped to minus 185 as the favorite. There was a time when Ohio State had yes as the favorite. Now, the only teams right now that have yes as a favorite to make the college football playoff are... Oklahoma at minus 125, Alabama at minus 800, and Georgia at minus 800. Think about how ridiculous that is.
4: That Alabama and Georgia right now are teams that will play each other in the SEC title game at the end of the year assuming they both go
5: undefeated now if they both go undefeated to that game they're both getting into the playoff and that game is going to be to decide who's going to be the number one overall seed and who's going to be the number three overall seed because they're not going to have them rematch each other from the sec championship game to the college football playoff semifinals. finals not what the committee's going to do one of them will be number three the other one will be number one uh but if you want to say no like maybe no, Georgia's not going to get in, or no, Alabama's not going to get in, you get plus 500 on those. Oklahoma, as I mentioned, the only other team that has a favorite right now, minus 125 on yes, minus 105 on the no. But Ohio State at one point was considered as a favorite to be yes. Their yes right now is plus 150. Now Ohio State, everything's, the season is in front of them. They're currently number seven. And despite the loss to Oregon, it doesn't matter. Uh, what I'm trying to say is the loss to Oregon doesn't matter. And yes, you could say, oh, well, Oregon that now lost and their season's behind them, and that loss is going to look worse. No, it doesn't matter. Because the wins coming up for Ohio State will look better. Ohio State plays Maryland, Indiana, Penn State, Nebraska, Purdue, Michigan State, Michigan. If Ohio State runs through their schedule undefeated and beats Penn State and beats Michigan State and beats Michigan and then beats Iowa in the Big Ten championship game, that team is going to the college football playoff. So if Ohio State wins out, they are in. At plus 150, I think that's good value. Uh, Other teams in the Big Ten, if you want to take a flyer on the yes, Michigan plus 360, Penn State plus 500, Iowa plus 340. Those are teams to have a yes for the college football playoff uh, if you think that they have a chance to get in with a win. Uh, Cincinnati, their yes is plus 210. Now, they're going to be the most interesting case because they're likely going to go undefeated. Their toughest game coming up is probably going to be against SMU towards the end of the year, and then they have the conference championship game. But for Cincinnati, everything's laid out there in front of them as well. It's just a matter of what the committee will decide to do as we get closer to the College world playoff, but you can get good plus money value on them right now. We'll take a look at the Major League Baseball postseason coming up next here on v
4: Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
4: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
2: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
4: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
5: Scott Siderberg back here with a Look Ahead on VSYN, Sports Betting Network, as we take a look to the Major League Baseball postseason, which gets underway on Tuesday, with the American League wild Card game, the Yankees and the Red Sox from Fenway, Garrett Cole against Nathan Uvalde. On Wednesday, it'll be the National League wildcard game from Dodger Stadium, Max Scherzer against Adam Wainwright. On Thursday, you have the White Sox Astros, uh, Friday Braves and Brewers. Obviously, there'll be more games on Thursday and Friday, depending on who wins the wild Card games as the Tampa Bay Rays And the San Francisco Giants await the winners of the wild card games. Taking a look at your futures currently for the winner of the World Series, the Dodgers, despite having to play in the wild card game, are the favorite at plus 390. The Houston Astros are your second favorite at plus 450, followed by the White Sox and Giants, both at plus plus seven hundred. The Tampa Bay Rays and Milwaukee Brewers are plus 750. The Yankees and Braves are plus 1,100. Red Sox and Cardinals are the last two teams, plus 1,600 for the Red Sox, plus 2,200 for the Cardinals. As far as the league winners are concerned, Dodgers are your favorite in the National League at plus 210. Brewers and Giants next at plus 300. Then Braves plus 450, Cardinals plus 1,000. In the American League, Astros plus 210, Rays plus 290, White Sox plus 300, Yankees plus 550, and Red Sox plus 600. I look at the wild card games, well, first off, I think the best bet, in my opinion, to win the World Series in its entirety here is the team with the best record in Major League Baseball, and that's the San Francisco Giants. Uh, They do not have to play in the wild card game. So I don't know why the Dodgers are favorite. Yes, I know the Dodgers are heavy favorites in that wild card game, but it's still a chance they can lose. Meanwhile, the Giants are sitting pretty, knowing that they're at least going to play in a series. I think the Giants uh, have shown that they can compete with the Dodgers this year. They uh, certainly have shown they compete. They can compete with anybody this year, setting their rotation up, and their lineup, and uh, with home field advantage that they're going to have throughout the Major League Baseball postseason, Uh, I like the Giants at plus 700 to win the World Series. They are your third and your your tied for third uh, favorite there behind the Dodgers and the Astros. So go ahead and give me the Giants at plus 700. And that does mean that I like the Giants to win the National League and their value is great there at plus 300. Over in the American League, call me crazy, but I think, The value that's on the board here is the Yankees at plus 550. Uh, We know how talented that lineup is. The pitching staff eh, could, you know, sometimes leaves a little bit to be desired. And Araldis Chapman has blown his fair share of big games in the postseason. You know, just last season, the home run to Brasso against the Rays. um, you know, he had the the home run to Rajay Davis against the Indians uh, in the World Series when he was pitching with the Cubs. So there are definitely uh, big-time home runs that he has given up. But I think that if the Yankees get through the Red Sox, which I believe they will in the wild-card game, then I like this Yankees lineup against any team that they play. I mean, we saw that series against the White Sox where they, it started with the Field of Dreams game that the Yankees lost, that bizarre game, but then the Yankees went to Chicago and won the next couple. So I think the Yankees can compete with anybody That series against the Rays will be the one that's telling because the Rays seem to always have the Yankees' number. But uh, it's the postseason and anything can happen. And I'll back the Yankees' lineup and that bullpen against anybody. So do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't think it's going to happen. I honestly don't know who I think would make it. I would pick the winner of the Rays' series against the Yankees. If that's what it is, but at plus 550, we're talking about value on the odds. That's where I would go, Yankees to win the American League, plus 550 on those odds. Let's take a look at the wild card games. I do like the Yankees in the wild card game against the Red Sox. Uh, and it's not just because of Garrett Cole, who is, you know, one of the best pitchers in Major League Baseball. I know he has slumped as of late the past couple of starts have not been great for him he gave up five runs in six innings against Toronto and the last time he faced Boston he gave up uh, six uh, three runs excuse me in six innings but the Boston Red Sox this season has been it's been so up and down they swept the Nationals which they needed to do in order to make the postseason but before that they lost two of three, to the Baltimore Orioles. And prior to that, they got swept by the New York Yankees. Now, the season series is kind of even, but that's skewed because the Red Sox dominated the Yankees at the beginning of the year, and the Yankees dominated them at the end of the year. So when I look at the Yankees-Red Sox series, And it was ugly at the start. When the season started, the Red Sox beat the Yankees one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight times. The first seven games of the season between these two teams, the Red Sox won. But to end the year, the Yankees won one, two, three, four, five, six straight against them to end the season. And I'm going to go with the team in kind of a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately mode, I'm going to go with the team that's playing better as of late, and that's the Yankees, who are healthier than the Red Sox, uh, than, than, than they were, I, sh- I should say, earlier in the season against the Red Sox. So that's where I'm going to go. I'll go with the Yankees in this wild-card game because I think they have the edge against the Red Sox, Uh, It's only a small odds at minus 120, minus 125. The Red Sox, um, there's a chance could be without J.D. Martinez, their biggest bat, or one of their biggest bats, uh, it's Tim Devers and and, um, Schwarber. But J.D. Martinez sprained his left ankle in the fifth inning of the uh, final game of the season against the Nationals. He left the game. Alex Cora told reporters... Quote, he's getting treatment. We'll probably have to make a decision tomorrow morning, roster wise, of course, and let's see how he reacts to treatment and everything that they are doing to him. We don't know yet. So, uh, if JD Martinez can't go, that's another reason why I like the Yankees even more. Uh, Gio Urshela, meanwhile, is expected to be in the lineup for the Yankees. He suffered a bruised uh, thigh when he uh, when he dove into the Tampa Bay Rays dugout to make a catch late in the game, right before the Yankees wound, uh, walked off against Tampa to win that game and go to the World Series as uh, go to the wild card World Series, go to the wild card game. So that is what uh, that is what I'm going with here. I'm going with the Yankees over the Red Sox in this wild card game. Small odds. At uh, minus 120, minus 125, depending on where you look. It's currently minus 125 on DraftKings. And I'll tell you what. I actually think that the Yankees are going to win by more than one run. So plus 135 is what you're getting on the Yankees to win minus a run and a half. I like the fact that they're the road team, so they're guaranteed the ninth inning. It's Fenway Park, plus it's Nathan Uvalde. And they've seen Nathan Yavaldi so many times throughout his career that uh, I think there's certainly familiarity there. And I think they'll do well against him. Nathan Uvalde, uh is someone obviously pitched for the Yankees, but I think they're going to do just fine against him. Uh, and let's see if I can get the, the exact numbers real quick. Uh, Nathan Yavaldi versus the Yankees. Who has hit him well? on the Yankees. Let's see how he does versus Aaron Judge, right? Aaron Judge has one homer against him. That's good. Giancarlo Stanton has two homers against him. Even better. Uh, so the Yankees' big bats have done well against uh, Nathan Uvalde. DJ Lemayu has a homer against him as well. So uh, I do like that. DJ's hitting 324 against Nathan Uvalde in his career. So give me the Yankees, and I'm gonna do the Yankees on the run line as well at plus one thirty five, chasing that plus money. And I feel good about that. I feel good about the over eight and a half, believe it or not. Because I think the Yankees are gonna score. And Garrett Cole has shown that uh he's certainly given up runs lately. I can see this being a six to three game with the Yankees winning. Seven to three. Little high scoring affair at Fenway Park. So give me the Yankees minus one and a half. Give me the over eight and a half in that one. We'll get back into some football coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. Follow me on Twitter at Scott's on air. It's the look ahead here on v the sports betting network.
4: This is the look ahead on v the sports betting network.
5: The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The Beaston Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. The guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at com slash subscribe. I can't believe the hockey season is here. To me, it just doesn't feel like it, right? I feel like the hockey season just ended. Crazy. Uh, your favorite to win the Stanley Cup, by the way, Colorado Avalanche, plus four seventy-five followed by the Vegas Golden Knights and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, If you wanted to have some fun with the Seattle Kraken, the expansion team, plus 4,000. And the furthest odds, the Columbus Blue Jackets at plus 20,000. That is the the lowest odds, the Sabres, Coyotes, Ducks, Senators, and Blue Jackets, plus 20,000 to win the Stanley Cup. We're going to get into hockey a little later on uh, in the week, maybe next week as well as we get closer to the start of the NHL season. I can't believe it's already here. It's just just wild. I love betting hockey. One of those sports where, um, and I think soccer's like this as well. There's so much, the anticipation and the letdown is what makes it so great. Like, you are literally hanging on the edge of your seat with everything that happens during the game with every shot with every odd man rush with every opportunity to score you're there you're there you're there and when it doesn't happen you're oh so close and then you know it's it's just a little different than when you're betting baseball and and, and other sports as well you know especially like football you know such a long game and uh i, I tweeted something out it's pretty funny uh <laughs> oh i thought it was pretty funny on Sunday, early on, and I said, why am I sweating out these bets now? I know that come the witching hour, all these games are going to change. All the results are going to change. And it happens, right? Every week in the NFL, we watch these games, and it's rare that a game plays out kind of like Mother Night Football played out, where you have a team that takes a 21-point lead, and the game is never really in doubt, and the cover is never really in doubt. Uh, but sometimes, you know, the leads change and the cover changes, the cover margin changes, and we go throughout an NFL game and what looked good early or what looked bad early is completely opposite than what winds up happening towards the end of the game. But let's get into some football here. And let's look back at this Monday night football game while looking ahead to what we have coming up next week. So, the... Chargers win, and now there's no more. Under, the the uh, Raiders are no longer undefeated. The only undefeated team is the Arizona Cardinals. This Chargers team is now 3 and 1, and there's a lot to like about them. There really is. Uh, I said it a thousand times. They should be 4 0. They should have beat the Cowboys. The officiating in that game was atrocious. But when you look at now their season move, their, the schedule moving forward, they take on the Browns next week at home. That's going to be a, a difficult game, but a winnable game, I think. In terms of the line, haven't seen one just yet. Let's see if we have an update on DraftKings for that game coming up. With Nope, nope not posted just yet. I think that's a winnable game for the Chargers. I really do. Then they face the Ravens, the Patriots, Eagles, Vikings, Steelers, Char- Steelers, Broncos, Bengals goes further down. But at three and one, realistically, this team could be four and one, four and two, five and two, six and two, six and two going into that Vikings game. Now you're at home, uh, so obviously I downgrade Minnesota. They're much better at home than they are on the road. But let's and then they place the Steelers before they get to the Broncos. Let's call it possibly eight and three at worst. Nine and three. You play the Bengals. You play the Giants. Ten and three. Could be ten and three. Eleven and three. And then you have a, a tough stretch of your schedule. Um, you know, with the Chiefs, Texans is your little easy game in between, and then you finish the year with the Broncos and the Raiders. Uh, this is a Chargers team that is going, in my opinion, to win double digit games and contend. For the AFC West division. It's going to be them and the Kansas City Chiefs. As the top two teams in that AFC West. I think both of them will make the postseason. And the win over the Chiefs already. Gives the Chargers a huge leg up in that race. Should those two teams come. It could come down to the, the, the matchup at the end of the year. For that division. But I, I, the Chargers are a playoff team. Where they go in the playoffs. Yet to be determined. I think both the Chiefs and the Chargers make it out of that division. I think the uh, South only gets in one team, the division winner. Um, You know, the Bills, certainly I have them winning the East. The North is interesting. Because how many teams are getting in to the playoffs from the North? Like, where will the wild cards come from in this AFC? Certainly, I think one. At least one, and maybe more, but at least one is coming from the West. So, where are we now in terms of the other wild cards in the AFC? You have some candidates in the North Ravens, Browns. Uh, I don't think the Bengals' success will last. I think they'll be good, but I don't think playoff good. Uh, You know, Raiders, Broncos, certainly in the West and in the East. We'll see if the Patriots or, or Dolphins can kind of turn their season around. The Patriots, I think, are a likely candidate to do so. That defense is legit, and Mac Jones is starting to play really well. Or at least he did last week against the Bucks. Not so much the week before that against the Saints. But you're looking at this Patriots team; they can string together a couple of wins. Uh, they will certainly find themselves in a in a chance at the end of the season. So, but the Chargers right now, I I. I I'd be shocked if they don't make the postseason. And odds to win their conference in the AFC, well, the Chargers are currently plus 900 to win the AFC. Chiefs and Bills are your favorites, plus 300 and plus 350. Then the Ravens at plus 600 and the Browns at plus 650, and then the Chargers at plus 900. In the NFC, it's Bucks, then Rams, Packers, Cardinals, Cowboys. Could we have a SoFi Stadium Super Bowl? The Super Bowl is in SoFi Stadium. And could we have both tenants of SoFi Stadium, the Rams and the Chargers, playing each other in the Super Bowl in their home stadium? That would be wild. Bucs, of course, last year, the first team to do that, win a Super Bowl in their home stadium. So, uh... If either team gets there, it would be pretty crazy. But I really like what I've seen so far from this Chargers team. Uh, I would certainly explore them to win the AFC. As far as to win the Super Bowl, their odds are plus... Where are they? Plus 1,800 to win the Super Bowl. The teams that are ahead of them, the Bucks, Chiefs, Bills, Rams... Packers, Ravens, Browns, and Cardinals. And then the LA Chargers at plus 1,800. And for MVP, and if we look at the awards, Kyler Murray, your favorite. But I don't hate sprinkling a little bit on Justin Herbert at plus 750. You have Murray, your favorite, followed by Mahomes, then Josh Allen, then Justin Herbert. I don't hate sprinkling a little bit on Justin Herbert. I'm high on this Chargers team, and a lot of people were high on this Chargers team coming into the season. That's why Brandon Staley has been your favorite for Coach of the Year since the offseason, because people expected this Chargers team to be good, and they are good. Defensively, offensively, they've added now a running game, and the offensive line has improved with the uh, addition of Corey Lindsley, the draft picks as well. Uh, This is a very, very good Chargers team. And moving forward... Uh, I think that they are a candidate to win these football games and cover these football games moving forward. So I absolutely will be on these, the L.A. Chargers moving forward throughout the remainder of this season. Uh, what teams will I not be on? What teams am I fading? Which teams am I betting against? I tell, I'll tell you right now. I have bet against the Raiders every single week of this NFL season. The first two weeks, I got stung. But in the past two weeks, I've won. Covered with the Dolphins and covered with the Chargers. Will I continue to bet against the Raiders? And who else am I betting against? That's coming up next. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on v the Sports Betting Network.
4: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write.
4: Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as
5: Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor.
2: And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu.
4: Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen.
5: This is The Look Ahead on vSEN, the sports betting network. Back here, The Look Ahead on d Sports Betting Network. We are through four weeks of the NFL season, and usually this is where we start to evaluate teams uh, as we break the season down into quarters. Yes, I know it's a 17-game schedule, so it's not exactly 4-4-4-4, but uh, we're going to take it as if it's the quarterway of the season anyway. So after four weeks, they start to evaluate which teams we like, which teams we don't like, who are we kind of... Uh, following, who are we betting on, and who are we fading, who are we betting against. Uh, I I talked about the Raiders before we hit the break. The Raiders are a team that I've bet against every game this season. Um, Their defense has gotten better, so they have impressed me. But I did feel that after the first couple of games, they were due for regression. I bet against them with the Dolphins, and the Dolphins covered, thankfully. And I bet against them with the Chargers here, and the Chargers covered as well. Taking a look at some other teams that I'm going to be betting against moving forward. I'm betting against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, this is a team that I think after week one, everyone kind of changed their opinions on them. And I I don't know why. And maybe it's because of the uh, the idea that the Atlanta Falcons were supposed to be good. So that idea that the Falcons were supposed to be good led to this belief after the Eagles destroyed the Falcons in Atlanta, 32-6, to six, that this Eagles team was good. That this Eagles team was better than expected. Uh, The Philadelphia Eagles, before the season started, had a win total projection of six and a half. That's not exactly a good football team when you're projected to only win six and a half games. But they beat the Falcons, and people thought that this team is going to be a really good football team. They play against the 49ers week two at home. They are one of the more popular bets of the week at plus three at home against the 49ers. 49ers go into Philadelphia, and they win. They cover. Then the following week, Dallas Cowboys laying a small number, about a field goal, three and a half, against the Eagles. It's Monday Night Football. It's a division rivalry. People are still on the Eagles. And they got smoked. And then the game against the Chiefs. I picked the Chiefs minus seven. It was one of my favorite picks of the week. If you read the article on vsin.com with our NFL best bets. That was my pick for that game. And the Chiefs smoked them. Moving forward, I will continue to bet against this Eagles team. Because defensively, without Brandon Graham... Their defense is an entirely different dynamic. And offensively, they're still not doing enough for me. The 30 points against the Chiefs, I kind of look at that and I think, all right, well, the Chiefs were up at one point, what was it, 28-16. to They give up a touchdown, then the Chiefs go up 42-23. And then the last touchdown was just whatever. A couple of seconds left in the game. Eagles score a touchdown, makes a score 42 30. It was really 42 23 was the score in that game. And, you know, what were the even Chiefs trying to do defensively in that series? But I will continue to bet against this Philadelphia Eagles team. Coming up this weekend, they will play against the Carolina Panthers in Carolina. I'll bet against them. Then they'll be home to the Bucks. I'll bet against them. Then they're on the road against the Raiders. That's two teams that I bet against, but I'll probably bet against them. On the road against the Lions. Well, they might be road favorites in that game, and if that's the case, I'll take the home dogs and the Lions. Uh, They're home against the Chargers. I'll bet against them. On the road at Denver, I'll bet against them. At home to the Saints? Eh, Could be a close game. Uh, Going to the Giants? Well, I I just want no part of that one. To the Jets, I want no part of that one. Against Washington, eh. At home to the Giants, maybe I'll bet against them. <laughs> and then Washington, and then last game of the season against the Cowboys. So the Eagles, that's a team that I will bet against for the remainder of this season. I will be betting against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, another team that I will be betting against moving forward, and uh, if you bet against them or you bet uh, with them, so be it. But a team that I will be betting against moving forward is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a bad Steelers team. And and when I mean bad, I mean like historically bad for Steelers, from the Steelers' perspective. Uh, the Steelers have started one in three under Mike Tomlin, three other times. In all three of those instances, 2013, 2018, 2019, the Steelers missed the playoffs, but they escaped a losing season. So, for the fourth time in 15 years, they are one in three. But this year, probably going to be different than... uh, what, we're, what we've seen in the past. The um, Steelers lost a third consecutive game this past weekend by at least nine points. That's the first time that's happened to a Steelers team since 1988. The Steelers have a minus 26 point differential in their first four games. That's the worst since the 2013 season. Um... The 2018 and 2019 seasons, they were 9-6-1 and and 8-8. and um, And let's see. Now, let's take a look at their schedule. They are home against the Broncos. They are a one-point favorite. I got to wait and see. Let's see if there's an update on uh, Teddy Bridgewater, right? We know that he left the game with a concussion, and he's dealing with the concussion protocol. Um, He is still in that concussion protocol. They also uh, have injuries to Pat Sertan and Deontay Spencer. So got to see what the practice situation is for the Broncos this week. Hey, could be lucky for the Steelers that they're facing a banged-up Broncos team, but I certainly like the Broncos more than the Steelers. Steelers will be home to the Seahawks. That game is on Sunday Night Football. Good luck. Seahawks will win that game. Steelers visit the Browns. Going to bet against the Steelers there. They're home against the Bears. And, and they should win that game. They're home against the Lions. They should win that game. But then they go to the Chargers. They go to the Bengals, who they already lost to this year. They're home against the Ravens. They go to the Vikings. They're home against the Titans. They go to the Chiefs. And they finish the season home against the Browns and at the Ravens. At 1-3, the Steelers are staring in the face of maybe, maybe
4: a 4-5 to win season? Is that crazy? Now, I don't
5: want to go through the whole uh, win-loss, 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 win-win thing, but let's just say that they would beat the Lions... And the Bears, and a winnable game at home against the Titans. So I kind of like those, but where else are we going with wins on that schedule? They're going to be underdogs in a lot of these games. So I think they'll, if I give them a win against Detroit, I give them a win against Chicago. That's, four wins. That's uh, three wins on the season. I'll give them a win against Cincinnati, so that'll be four wins on the season. A win against Tennessee, I'll give them five wins on the season. That's it. They're going to lose both games to Baltimore. They're going to lose to Kansas City. They're going to lose both games to Cleveland. They're going to lose to Seattle. If they beat Denver, they're a six-win team at best. Steelers are a six-win team now who would have thought that before the season started that at best the Steelers would be a six-win team their preseason win total was Eight and a half I think it's safe to say they're gonna go under that mark So those are teams that I'm gonna bet against basically the entire state of Pennsylvania Pittsburgh and Philadelphia gonna fade you don't even want to drive through (laughs) you I'm Scott Seidenberg we will continue to take a look at the upcoming week in the NFL and some college football nuggets as well and the Major League Baseball postseason all coming up next here on The Look Ahead on v the Sports Betting Network The day we opened the Mirage, I mean, it was like, wow. It was the first time I've ever been associate, 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 first time I've ever been, I've ever
1: been a- From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest
5: paranormal podcast
1: is going on a road trip.
2: I thought in that moment,
5: oh my God, we've summoned something
2: from
4: this board.